Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, happy Halloween. It's the spookiest day of the year. Um, I hope all you guys and ghouls out there are, you know, having a safe one. Keeping it, keeping it at a PG-13 level of, of horror. Um, but yeah, no. If you, you know, today's special. Today is like the only day of the year where you can just sort of like in real life reference uh, a pun-related internet meme that will be dead in a year and service your active alcoholism. It's a good day for most listeners. Um, You've been visited by Salafist Felix again. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, all you need to do is look at Halloween and... Sayyid Katoub was clearly correct. Yeah. I'm going to combine vaporwave and Salafism <laughs> with just images of Brooklyn <laughs> Halloween. Oh, look at look at me. I'm, I'm fucking... I'm Succession, but also Long Cat. Cool. <laughs> that shit's awesome, dude. Well, uh, we have got definitely uh, probably one of our spookiest guests of all time for this uh, special Halloween. Well, I mean, in the term of, you know, intelligence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. In every sense of the word. Yeah. Yes. One of our uh, yes uh, spookiest um, uh, guests of all time here to talk about definitely some things that will give you the creepies. <laughs> I am, of course, uh, talking about uh, Brace, one half of True and Nine. And, you know, a, a, a sicko hunter par excellence. Brace, how you doing? A fine witch's greetings to you on this. <laughs> Eve. Happy, happy Sam Hain. Brace, uh, we're happy to have you on because there are, you know, uh, two uh, big stories that I think uh, I've been wanting to talk about for a while that I think fall right in your wheelhouse. I'm speaking, of course, about uh, just what the fuck is going on in uh, Syria with the Kurds in Turkey right now. Uh, all bad, pretty much. But I'd like to, I'd like to know more. And then, of course, we would also like to follow up with you about all of the new and latest developments in, of course, our favorite, the Jeffrey Epstein case. What's our motto? Epstein ain't going away. Epstein ain't going away, baby. Gotta um, file nine eleven. I mean, it he's was funny. up there in heaven <laughs> doing the monster mash. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. I mean, uh, when we had you on, uh, you had started doing Truanon, and then we had you and Liz on to discuss the first attempt on his life. And then, like, two weeks later, prayers up, our boy, he passed on. So, I mean, I almost want, we should have had you on almost immediately after that. But, like, I mean, there's still shit going on with this uh, that I know you've been following up on, and I, I want to talk about it. But before we get to that, uh, let's, let's dip into the, the, the foreign policy and uh, things going on around the world, and specifically uh, just like Turkey and Syria. So could you maybe elucidate for our listeners, and probably just me in general, um, just like the state, of, the state of play there, like what, you know, over the last couple of weeks since uh, you know, Turkey has begun, I guess, this you know, ethnic cleansing campaign in northern Syria. Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing is we have to like we have to go back a little and see basically the PYD, the Kurdish like political party, like the political wing of the YPG, their militia, their sort of relations with America. So obviously America has been in northern Syria for for a little while now, but a lot of people don't realize is that the US was has actually been blocking the YPG and the PYD from all peace negotiations. Like they wouldn't let them attend like the sort of all Syria summit. They blocked them from going to the the ones in Russia. Um, and so the YPG has been unable to essentially be at the bargaining table for at any point since the war started. So that's something to keep in mind. And they've also been blocking their relations with Damascus. So when America, 
you know, dismantled their border defenses and then gave the green light for Turkey to invade. Obviously, there was a pretty big outcry about that. And it's, it's you know, a lot of calls about there's going to be ethnic cleansing that like this, there might be something uh, akin to a genocide, which it technically does meet the legal definitions for both of those. Um, but the Syrian National Army, which is basically another rebranding of the Turkish-backed FSA, because I think calling them, everyone was just calling them the Turkish-backed FSA at that point. I think that's a little, that was a and, little uh, too Sorry, just real quick, uh, re- remind us and our listeners what the FSA is again. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, the FSA is the Free Syrian Army, which was a, originally a bunch of different like uh, opposition groups, and now is basically like um, just all jihadists. And in the in terms of like the Turkish backed Free Syrian Army, they had invaded uh, the northern north eastern part of Syria, uh, Afrin, and now control that. That was previously like a Kurdish controlled area, and like. You know, all the usual stuff, you know, making people force conversions of, of like Yazidis, looting people's houses, um, suicide, oh, excuse me, not suicides, murder, etc. So now they are invading north uh, eastern Syria and it has not gone insanely well for them. Like the Turkish army is not a great army and the Turkish backed FSA are not uh, is not like a great fighting force either. So they didn't get incredibly far, but there was such a big outcry since they have been invading that eventually they were basically made to come to the bargaining table with Russia because the Syrian army, who Russia backs, actually moved up and joined the YPG on the front lines there. The Syrian so army, that's kind of sorry, where we're just like to keep everything straight here, the Syrian army being essentially the what is actual act, like, like Assad's military. Yeah, his guys. Okay. Yeah, the actual like Syrian army. Um, they, uh, you know, they actually had some sort of positions like in, in some of the major city or couple of the major cities in northern Syria, like alongside the YPG since the beginning of the war. And now they're moving up basically in a thin strip between like acting as basically a buffer between the YPG and Turkey. So what like uh, so so when Erdogan went ahead with this, like what essentially what, what is the, the Turkish state's goal with this little like invasion that they're doing now? So there's like three and a half million refugees in Turkey. Um, which is a lot. And Turkey is not a, a rich country. And there's a lot of, um, it's been a lot of sort of ethnic tension there because, of course, most, most of the uh, refugees are Arabs and, um, you know, Turks, Arabs sometimes don't get along. I mean, it's the same thing as, as, as you know, there's racists there as well. Um, and the whole plan here was basically, it was like a, hitting two birds with one stone, was to get the YPG out and then also to put 2 million refugees in a 30 by 440 kilometer wide strip of like a demilitarized zone, basically, or an actually extremely militarized zone, but a YPG free zone. So the idea is like a twofold to uh, move a large refugee population out of Turkey and create mm-hmm. a buffer zone on the border between Turkey and like the, what would be, I guess, like a, Tur- a Kurdish state. Yeah, I mean, it, or which would hopefully they, 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 I think they just wanted the whole thing to collapse. But yeah, I mean, and, and if you think about that too, moving 200, two, excuse me, 2 million refugees into this pretty lightly populated area that's traditionally like Kurdish and Assyrian, that amounts essentially to ethnic cleansing too, because that totally changes like the demographics of the area, which Erdogan has repeatedly said needs to happen. He's like, oh, the Kurds don't like the desert. They need to be in the mountains. Arabs are good at the desert. Like, we'll put them there. 
And like who like who would you describe or like who are the 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 groups actually I guess I sort of at the, the the tip of the spear of this of this policy by Erdogan. Like who like who are the people that is going across the border and uh, doing this fighting and ethnic cleansing? So the do you remember when that like group Al Zinki cut off that like twelve year old boy's head on video? Yeah, that was uh, that was not cool. Um. Okay. Well, guys. President Obama. Um. The other day, he said something I truly agree with, where he said like. You know, the real world is messy and like canceling people on Twitter is an activism <laughs> and like, you know, people you disagree with, they have kids that they love and sometimes they do things you don't agree with. That's all I'm going to say about El Zinke. <laughs> so it's guys like that. Like it's it's I mean, they're these are they're, these are head choppers and, you know, you know, marauders, like literal and, yeah. actual yeah. head choppers. Yeah. I mean, there was a famous photo of when they invaded Afrin. There was just a guy with a mask on with a huge ass knife, like raising it over his head in the middle of the town square. So it's those kind of guys. Um, you know, they're all pretty much every group involved has been accused of war crimes, uh, credibly accused of war crimes and um, like consistently loots houses and murders civilians. And I mean, famously, right after they invaded, they killed a, uh, a Kurdish politician, a woman, drug her from her car, shot at her driver and then shot her after torturing her. And that was like the second day after the invasion started. So there are also, I think, 13 of the like 19 groups in it have been um, directly armed and funded by the United States before this. Now, is, is the actual Turkish military, are, are they involved in this? Or are they just like uh, providing support and using the, what used to, I guess, like the remnants of these militias and uh, as their kind of cat's paw in this or... Like, how, how is that yeah. working? Yeah, I mean, the, the the Syrian National Army, there's no way in hell that they could take any of this territory on them. You mean, you mean the Turkish so National the, Army? No, well, both, both okay, of them. Both of them. Yeah, out, okay, yeah. No, the, 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 the Turkish-backed FSA, the Syrian National Army, whatever you want to call them, uh, are not great fighters, which is why they have been based in Turkey for the past couple of years. Um, and so they wouldn't be able to take any of this without the artillery support the tank support, the air support of uh, the Turkish army and air force. But yeah, Turkish troops are fighting alongside them too. Okay. So now you mentioned that um, I like for a while there, there was sort of a, like a, a cease, a ceasefire. Is that over now? So yeah, there's been like a couple attempts at a ceasefire, but ceasefires in Syria are just like fake. They're just like, it's like an internet thing. It's not real. Uh, they, yeah. There was a ceasefire. I think there was, you know, that that's Trump uh, put those sanctions on Turkey and then like took them off a couple of days later because of this sort of fig leaf of a ceasefire. But no, there hasn't been there hasn't the fighting hasn't stopped at all. In fact, it's like intensified in a lot of places. Um, so, no, it's it, the, the ceasefire is basically a way for Trump to cover his ass. And like as best you can understand it, like what was the I mean, obviously, like you said, Erdogan has wanted to do this for a long time. Yeah. What like can you, if any reason can you discern for Trump and like you know the American state like our acquiescence to this? So I mean, it's been said since the beginning by by first Obama and then Trump that like they weren't allied with the YPG. It was like a transactional relationship, and Trump ended that transaction. Um, I think they realized that they're the you know Turkey is a huge weapons market and a member of NATO. And, and they're, of course, getting closer to Russia, too, with their purchase of this new anti-aircraft system from Russia, blah, blah, blah. And um, they, they they chose Turkey over the YPG, which they were always going to do. There was never any doubt. The, the, real, the real thing that, like, sticks in my craw is them denying the YPG the ability to negotiate with anybody. Uh, 
uh, during this whole time. But now Trump's idea is that they're going to move American troops down to Deir Azor, which is the southeastern, like most uh, sort of territory that the YPG holds. And the only, well, not the only place, but the main place where Syria's oil is extracted. Yeah, so this is he's, is, he's lately been saying, like, we're, we're going we're gonna to stay there to protect the oil and keep the oil. We're just going to, exactly. yeah. We're going to, like, we're going we're gonna to maybe move American companies in. It's so funny because he clearly doesn't, like, he sees the words Derazor and, like, doesn't know how to pronounce that. Because it does sound like a and d character. But, <laughs> he, he, thinks it's, uh, he thinks it's the resort. <laughs> he wants to protect it. He thinks it's a, the most beautiful part of the country. He keeps calling it the fucking uh, oil area. Um, and their plan there, from, from what I hear from, from, from insiders, is that they are planning – because, you know, the YPG are part of the Syrian Democratic Forces, which is – you know, the YPG is at like I think 11,000, 12,000 strong component of that. The rest is sort of a, uh, a, an array of militias, um, usually based in regions. And so the Deir Azor militia that's in, uh, in the Syrian Democratic Forces is the worst one in the SDF. And it looks like America is trying to go through its original plan, which was to split off uh, the Arab regional militias from the SDF and use them directly as a U.S. proxy. So now America is sending troops down to Deir Azor. And now armor, apparently, as well, which is a first for the Syrians of a war. And I'm assuming has stepped up, like, sharply their bribes to the, um, to the militias in, 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 in Deir Azor to get them. I don't really know what the plan is there. It looks like the oil, because Syria doesn't have that much oil. It's not like fucking Saudi Arabia or even Iraq or anything. Uh, I think the plan is to deny Syria its own, like, domestic use of its own oil. And also to potentially be able to fight Iranian, um, back militias there but they got there they got they got trump to send the troops there just by saying the word oil to him yeah because and it's 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 so funny to see him just be like oh yeah there's oil we'll send in a company get that shit out of like there's like it's like no it's not even worth it for him but he's just i don't know i guess i guess black gold texas <laughs> well that that's what's so funny about people saying that this that that trump has any kind of like commitment to being like an isolationist or, or anti-intervention all, all that had to happen yeah, was that the generals were like, oh, shit, he's trying to get us out of Syria. What do we do? Uh, sir, oil? And he's like, oh, the oil. Yes, we're going to get a giant straw, uh, go across the fucking Mediterranean and just suck it all up. Right. The fact that well, the fact that you could keep, that you could get him to stay in like he specifically called out leaving Syria like during the primary and during the general yeah. at, at times when he would remember to do it. The fact that you could keep him in Syria on oil out of every country in the region, oil exactly. in Syria proves that it's just like just a fucking laser pointer in a cat. <laughs> it's so I know it's so insane. And, and there's talk. <clears throat> I have some friends that are worried now, especially because, you know, Trump called the PKK or YPG, whatever, uh, sometimes worse than ISIS. And there's there's people are thinking that the strategy might be to 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 put the YPG on the terror list and uh, to isolate them from the, uh, from the rest of the Syrian democratic forces, uh, which is not great for me. Personally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there was an article that came out recently about a getting State your department. passport updated soon. Brace. <laughs> yeah. There's an article that came out recently about a state department meeting between the Syrian democratic forces representatives in Washington and, and the state department and the State Department's line is that the Syrian Democratic Forces should just join the Syrian National, which are those people that are attacking them, who are based in Turkey. 
and backed by the Turkish army. Okay. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Just, just for my own edification, get this straight. The Syrian National Army is an offshoot of the Free Syrian Army, which yes. is largely a collection of, like, jihadist head choppers, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, and the, Syri- and- and the Syrian Democratic Forces are the militias <laughs> who are fighting uh, those people and who could, I, yes. I guess, in some loose sense, be called the good guys in this fight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yes, that is, that is correct. And now the State Department of the U.S., their line is that basically the SDF, the Syrian Democratic Forces, should join the people that are attacking them, which is the Free Syrian Army, Syrian National Army. Uh, for what purpose? I'm not quite sure. Well, they, um, they, they've been listening to a lot of, you know, John, Le- uh, John Lennon, Imagine. Like, what if there was, yeah. a, what if, like, people came together in a battlefield but to put down their guns? Pretty nice. We need a, yeah, like a Christmas truce, but forever. Everyone could just... <laughs> And, but the, so, you know, America has this envoy about Syria to the coalition, this guy named Jim Jeffries, who's a real scumbag. And uh, I don't think his comedy, I don't think his comedy is that bad. <laughs> I actually like it's just Australian. Yeah, you just you can't um, say that about every Australian. I know there are some bad but ones, but there there's a lot of talk that uh, Sir, uh, that Jim Jeffries has some um, connections to Turkey that run deeper than I think might be appropriate for somebody uh, in his position. And certainly his sort of second in command uh, definitely does uh, some, some, you know, remember when basically Michael Flynn got caught for like start suddenly fixating on Gulan. Yeah. He was going to go to Pennsylvania and catch him with a butterfly. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Gulan, Gulan and his international hyper wealthy network were fucked when put up against General Flynn and his absolutely moronic son. They were yeah. absolutely going to outwit Gulan, who evaded By everyone way, for decades. Flynn, Flynn is going to get fucking freed in like within a month. Yeah, if my petition goes through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I maintain that Flynn was after Gulan just as a private citizen. Like, no, oh, he's no working for the teachers union. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 Michael, school Michael Flynn is friends with with Martha Raddatz. <laughs> like, they go yeah. back a really long time. Well, Michael Flynn was previously uh, in the SEIU. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael Flynn uh, has a gritty uh, alt account. Like, he has a <laughs> service worker gritty that he posts on. I'm going to DM with him. But so Jim Jeffries is, let me just say, the kind of guy who probably wants to get Gulan extradited, if you know what I mean. Brief. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, I'm just saying, to put it clearly, I think he's probably being paid by Turkey. Got it. Okay, so Brace, uh, what what did you make of the fact? Uh, what uh, what did you make of when Donald Trump said, uh, like the Kurds aren't so great? Where were they at during D Day? Did they help us out at the beaches of Normandy? Well, he's absolutely correct. <laughs> they did not, and I think that for, first of all, if you weren't at Normandy, it's it's you basically didn't fight in the Second World War, and if you didn't fight in the Second World War, that means it's kind of unclear what side you're going to be on in the Third one. So it's I get his reticence there. But, yeah, no, that was fantastic. Trump is one of the greatest orders in history. And it's 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 first of all, it's untrue, of course, that Kurds didn't fight in the Second World War. There was uh, it was Kurds in the Red Army. And I think there was Kurds in the like British kind of conscription forces from Iraq as well. But, yeah, it's just insanely like you can see that he like he someone explained to him who the YPG was. And he's like, oh, man, 
no, this sucks. Like, we can't be a part well, of this. Well, I mean, like, well, the thing was, like, immediately people were like, uh, you know, even people who are, like, respectable members of the national security state were like, you know, this is a stain on our country's honor that will never wash out. Like, the Kurds bravely fought alongside us. And then, yeah. like, I think in Trump's brain, he was looking for, like, a way to counter that argument. It'd be like, well, yeah. like, they didn't fight very good or for very long. Where were they in, yeah, World, yeah. Where were they in World War II, you know? Like, <laughs> exactly. Which, which, honestly, which begs the question, where were the Israelis during the, the Normandy invasion? That's, <laughs> that's what I want to know. Well, okay, if you really want to know, there were Israelis setting up a restaurant called Burger Rave on Omaha Beach. <laughs> yeah. Which they were dancing on the roof of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 so insane. I mean, and the thing is, there's been a lot of like this sort of liberal, uh, this Democratic Party and, and Republican Party pushback against this. But their solution is to keep the troops in Syria, yeah. which is not a solution to me. We can't just keep American troops in Syria. So Trump, like. It's weird because I saw people applauding his his taking troops from Syria, which, of course, American troops should not be in Syria. But the thing is, America basically bound YPG to itself, like through force and through just like political maneuvering. The YPG could not negotiate with Damascus. And and, and uh, I think it was uh, General Maslum said like right after like when the americans announced they're leaving it's like well why have you been preventing us from having talks with damascus for the past two years and so now finally it looks like there are like negotiations with assad that are happening and they've been promising so far so i'm hoping that the u.s troops will leave northern syria entirely not go down to fucking derazor or anything and that the 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 sdf can can um sort of join forces with the saa the syrian actually the actual syrian army uh, and not only beat back the Turkish invasion, but take back Afrin and take Idlib. Um, you, you bring up uh, Idlib. Uh, we mentioned this on our, our last show. What do you make about the uh, the Baghdadi uh, killing, and particularly uh, where he was killed? I mean, don't don't, don't, oh. don't people always go back to the scene of the crime? I don't see what the big deal is. <laughs> it's so like. Could you explain? <laughs> could you could you suss that out a little bit more? Because we like sort of implied that, but like it, it is kind of interesting. Uh, a little detail. It's extremely interesting. So Idlib, of course, is like the uh, what the, the there's a few other pockets of rebel controlled area in Syria, but Idlib is like the main pocket of rebel control, and it is not. Everyone's like, oh, they're not friendly to ISIS. There. Like the groups that are there, the main group that like controls most of Idlib, which is a descendant of Al Qaeda, uh, which also ISIS also is, had, believes the exact same things as ISIS. Like there's no difference between the two. Well, so the I don't know. They're kind of like never Trump conservatives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't all, the, all that really all those flashy beheading videos. That's a little too gauche for me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. And plus, ISIS has more gold they got from Israel. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but Brace, like, for instance, like when, uh, you know, it was announced, like the big thing happened, you know, we got them redux part three or four or five or a million. Now, um, I saw immediately like a, a barrage of like skeptical tweets from like Michael Weiss and company being like, mm, yeah, yeah. they were like, they're like Idlib. <laughs> that doesn't really make sense to me. Interesting. More to come on this issue. Like, yeah, I know. I saw, Michael Michael Weiss was like, I don't know about this whole like, you know, because they were saying that he got tracked to his location because someone brought their under, brought a pair of Baghdadi's underpants to the CIA. <laughs> um, 
and Michael Weiss was like, I don't know if that's true. And like, it, it unfortunately was true, but uh, they tracked him because of his doo-doo stains. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I who yeah. fucking knows if they even killed him. Like, yeah. it's, it's well, the fact that was, they blew up the house. And, yeah. they, and then they claim, well, we didn't want them to turn it into a shrine. Famous shrine lovers, Wahhabist uh, extremists. There's you nothing know, they love yeah, more than building shrines. Shrine. They were going to go over there and depict images of him, their favorite thing to do. Yeah, yeah they were going to draw pictures of his face. Um, it's, it's totally fucking insane. I mean, they, they released video of this raid, which, I mean, who knows? But it's but like, I mean, who knows? Like, But at, at this point... We know for sure now literally everything about the Bin Laden raid was a fabrication, was, was like totally fake. So absolutely, why anyone would like, again, it's not insane to ask the question, like, was he ever alive <laughs> or like he could have been dead for exactly. fucking years? Well, like there, it was there was a there was a theory that 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 a lot of people had, including some American generals, although they stopped eventually talking about it. Handsome that generals. Baghdadi didn't even exist. Oh, that shit. Baghdadi was just that. like. He was just a, a totally like a, a fabricated figure. And, you know, it is interesting that he spent quite a few years in an American prison camp and then was released and started ISIS. Um, you know, it's it's not. Well, that, that was he, a, a bra moment. Well, OK, yeah, OK, OK. I, I'm going to. OK, you guys, you guys are pretty book smart, but you don't know a lot about the real world. A lot of people convert to Islam in prison. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Dude, that'd be, oh my god! <laughs> but uh, no, but like, like, like another, 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 like hint about like why, at the very least, you should be extremely skeptical of any official account of uh, this 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 military hit on Baghdadi. Is like you remember in like the early days of the Iraq War, there was that fa- the famous uh, uh, the who's the the the. Jessica Lynch, the POW soldier, yes, 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 yes. Who, yeah, yeah. Who, who like they 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 freed, and there was like a night vision a hero raid, rescue, and they yeah. had this huge like heroes welcome, and they 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 said that like she bravely like like fired her gun, again, yeah. you know, at, at like as the attackers as her convoy was you know wiped out, by, right? Yeah, by yeah. these insurgents, she emptied, or whatever. Her clip, she emptied her clip, and then they they and then the cops and then the the troops like rolled in to behind enemy lines mm-hmm. to snatch her out of the hospital. Okay, yep. and then shortly thereafter, that story was exposed as a complete fabrication that basically is like the, the, the people who were holding her essentially saved her life and were like fired upon by American soldiers yeah. several times <laughs> as they tried to return her yeah. to, you know, like, like help her, basically. Yeah. And, then, and then Jessica Lynch herself, you know, I'm sure feeling very ashamed about this horrible thing, this lie that she'd been conscripted in, went along with it, but then eventually said, like, no, like, none yeah. of that happened. Like, I can't in good conscience, like, continue to... Okay, so and, they, 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 try, yeah. they try to do that with, like, actual human beings and cast them in these heroic roles. The fact that they've made a fucking dog... It's the hero smart. It's actually genius. It's, it's brilliant genius. because the dog, you know... He, the dog, he's a good boy. He's a good boy. <laughs> he's a good boy. You can't talk, and what, people love dogs. You know what will suck? If, like, the Seymour Hirsch that reveals this is a bullshit story is We Rate Dogs. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I gotta say, man, this uh, this, uh, this 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 heckin' papa, he told me that Baghdadi wasn't even there. He died in 2014, and this uh, this uh, 14 out of out of 10, good boy. Uh, well, he's got a lot to say about America's involvement with the so-called Islamic State. You know what? Last episode, I talked about the dog and and Trump talking about the good boy, the dog hippo promoter to detective, and I I, I brought up that quote that. Re- conservatives like to bring out which is uh you know people you you people take trump literally but not seriously and vice versa 
And then he did the tweet of him giving the dog the Medal of Honor, <laughs> which so the New York so Times, the New York Times felt necessary to post an article saying that's a Photoshop. He didn't actually do that. Yeah, and I was like, damn, you know what? You're right. You're right. Like, he's doing a bit, obviously. <laughs> Haters will say it's Photoshop. Like it's, you know what else is a fucking bit? The fact that they buried him at sea. <laughs> Him, wait like, a minute, Daddy too? It's just yep. fantastic. It's serious. Like, yep. They yep. just oh, throw these fucking on. guys off of boats. It's <laughs> all fucking a smoke show. It's insane. Like but the whole it's, fucking it's, Syrian It's Barstool smoke show yeah. of the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the buried, buried at sea is like the U.S. military's version of it was all a dream. In <laughs> like, I'm just imagining. Do you think I'm I am. just imagining Bin Laden. Uh, uh, and Baghdadi in Davy Jones' locker with Robert Maxwell, and they're all yeah. like frolicking under the sea, <laughs> riding giant seahorses. <laughs> oh my God, I've been tripping out. I've been we, tripping we will, out. We will get to Robert Maxwell, day. but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because I have a connection between Maxwell and Syria. Ooh. Okay, spit. Very juicy. Spit. Very juicy. So, uh, for, again, just, just for listeners, Robert Maxwell is the definitely for sure CIA and Mossad-linked intelligence agent and British publishing magnate who is the father of Ghislaine Maxwell, who uh, died when he fell off his yacht. Body al- never recovered. Also named Ghislaine. Yeah. Continue. So it's funny. He actually had another daughter. Well, he had more daughter than, than, than Ghislaine. He actually had this daughter called uh, Isabel Maxwell. And Isabel Maxwell, who's was married to a guy named Dale Jirasi. Dale Jirasi's father, Carl Jirasi, the uh, the the inventor of Plan B, the birth control pill. Anyway, so Isabel Maxwell, Isabel Maxwell has a child. That child is named Alex, but he Alex Jirasi because his father's last name is Jirasi. So Alex Jirasi is the grandson of what has been termed the Israelis' super spy. Right. Like he Robert Maxwell did things for Israel that I wouldn't do for Israel. And I am probably (laughs) one of the most famous Israeli spies in the world. Alex, Alex, well, I mean, it's just it's an objective fact. Alex Jirasi started donating to Hillary Clinton in 2005 with a cool five thousand dollars. I mean, that was Clinton. Oh, five. That was before she even ran for president. Of course, he is on her team when she runs for president in 08. And he is one of two political appointees to the State Department, Department of Near Eastern Affairs. The nearest Department of Near Eastern Affairs deals with Iran, Israel, Iraq, Syria, the Middle East, right? And he is one of two political appointees. The other political appointee is a guy named George Mitchell. Now, George Mitchell, yes, George Mitchell... Uh, I think it was like a he was a, a senator. I think Senate Majority Leader yes. at one point and a mm-hmm. judge. Uh, Disney, also on the uh, vice Disney board vice chair. chair. Yes, vice chair of the nine eleven commission under Bush. Um, Virginia Jeffrey, uh, one of the most famous uh, uh, Epstein accusers, uh, said that uh, George Mitchell raped her. And he's uh, on the flight logs. Yeah, he's on the flight logs, and it's 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 he's denied, of course, meeting Virginia Jeffrey ever. Who knows what he was doing with Epstein then? But um, So it's these two political appointees by Hillary Clinton to the State Department, Department of Eastern Affairs. Only two. Alex Jirasi, George Mitchell. Alex Jirasi joins and is the, the, uh, excuse me, is the American delegate or one of the American delegates to these two groups, the Friends of Libya group 
and the Friends of Syria group. Well, that, that could groups. be apolitical. <laughs> yeah. With friends uh, like I these, mean, huh, Donnie? The Friends of Libya were the people, were basically all the Western countries that uh, met, I think it was in, in Ankara, in Turkey, or maybe it was in Istanbul, and decided to back the Libyan opposition. So, like, it was through those meetings that uh, that weapons and air support, et cetera, were promised to the people that overthrew Gaddafi and are now doing a bang-up job of running Libya, one of the most potentially wealthy countries in the region. Um, Friends of Syria was the same thing except for Syria, but like everything in Syria, it did not go according to plan. And now there's like, I think there's like out of, I think there was at one point like 100 countries in it. Now there's like seven countries in it uh, and not even America anymore. But Robert fucking Maxwell's grandson was one of the people that helped overthrow Gaddafi and is trying to, was trying to overthrow uh, Bashar al-Assad in Syria. It's fucking insane. I mean, I, I, I definitely, like I said, <clears throat> we are, well, I do want to get to the Epstein stuff with you because there's, there's a lot to still talk about there, obviously, but just two more quick things on uh, like the Kurds and, and Syria. Is that like, I wanted to talk to you because I'm wondering like, you know, what is it like there, you know, right now in the parts of that country that you were in and like the, the former comrades, friends, you know, men at arms, men and women at arms, I should say, who, uh, you know, you fought with. Like, what is it like for them there now? Like, you're mentioning that this is not going as smoothly as, like, Turkey or these militias would have liked. I mean, just based on my, yeah. based on my assessment of just watching the news, I had assumed that this was all bad for, like, the Kurdish forces in Syria. But you're saying that that's maybe not so much the case? Well, there have been, like... A- hundreds of deaths right so, like yeah, it's, the Syrian, it's bad yeah Syrian, yeah it's bad but it's not like this quick like when when the the turks invaded afrin that was pretty bad like they 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 took it fairly quickly but now they're really getting bogged down um partially because of just the huge concentration of forces here but also because they do fucking suck at fighting like they haven't been able to beat the pkk in like 40 years um but there is this now they are just straight up attacking syrian army soldiers which is potentially pretty bad, right? Because the Syrian army is, of course, allied with Russia. And so they, they for, for my, my friends that are over there, first of all, my old unit, the International Freedom Battalion, has reconstituted itself. That's a, that's a unit made up of all these Turkish uh, Marxist-Leninist parties uh, and I think a Turkish anarchist party plus YPG members and international fighters. Um, they're fighting. Uh, and there's all these videos released of basically like guys in hoodies with, with AKs holding back the Syrian National Army because they're kind of too afraid to advance. So there's been a lot of fighting. Um, unfortunately, the Syrian troops there haven't really been uh, supplied with armor or, or armored vehicles or heavy weapons or anything. So it's a bit of an uneven one. Um, but it's it's really, I think, kind of up to to Russia and Turkey at this point of what's going to happen. Um, because they, they, uh, you know, they, the YPG agreed to vacate this, this sort of strip of land surrounding where the Turks are invading and have the Syrian army go into there, uh, which, which many people thought would lead to sort of like a, a, a longer term ceasefire or some sort of political agreement. But it looks like the Syrian national army, uh, the, the FSA and the Turks are not stopping. So the ceasefire doesn't exist. And there's been like, I think 300,000 people displaced who are now internal refugees. And of course, ISIS fighters broke out of prison. And yeah, it's not great there. Um, there are a lot of uh, reprisals against 
civilians in the um in the area where the Turks and the FSA have invaded. Um, but it's also good because apparently, like, there's a lot of local groups, like village councils, etc., who have taken up arms and are fighting alongside the Syrian army and the YPG against the Turks. So it's like it's 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 it's. I think it will turn into something like a people's war, like a sort of like flatland uh, guerrilla fighting on the front um, as opposed to these sort of giant pitch battles. But um, yeah, it's really, it's one of those things that I, this could go any direction within like the next day or so. So I'm really interested in to see what the fuck is going to happen. And uh, but a lot of my friends have gone, have gone back. Um, and I, I, uh, one guy I know uh, died pretty early in the fighting, um, and everyone else I'm kind of waiting to hear from them. They're not dead, but I don't know where they are. And I mean, do you do you regard like is there any role in your opinion that the United States could play in terms of support, as if if not troops, if we all agree, like no American soldiers should be anywhere in Syria? Is there anything, any support or assistance that the United States could render? Um, on on this side of the fight, that would be positive, or is it all just like a poison chalice that's not worthy, not worth sipping out of? I mean, I don't think that that anybody in that region they should. I I don't think they should have trusted the Americans in the first place. They definitely shouldn't trust them now. The best thing that America can do is to stop interference in the YPG um, coming to these uh, UN uh, peace talks, which is really like one of the most important things that hasn't been reported on enough. The fact that the YPG cannot even participate in the peace talks uh, and that um, they should – I mean I, I, I'm fine with them sanctioning Turkey. I don't give a fuck. Like they, they, they should do that. They're not going to in any real way because there's a lot of investments here and there. Um, but yeah, they should stop – reopen diplomatic relations with the Syrian government and um, sort of maybe coordinate with Russia to make sure this offensive uh, is is curtailed and pulled back. Okay, my- But yeah. All the troops should go, should fucking, I don't know, come back here and they can get really depressed and uh, addicted to fentanyl. <laughs> yeah, there are Dodge Challengers that are not being bought. Exactly. <laughs> there, are, there are, like, All Lives Matter rap songs on Facebook not being posted. There's just, like, a lot, like a new COD's out, and they're nowhere to be seen. Like, we need them. Yeah. We need them here. Like, women need a husband that they'll cheat on. <laughs> like women need to marry these soldiers they can with cool guys they're, they're, instead of the soldiers yeah there are variable interest rate mortgages that guys aren't taking out like bring bring our boys back exactly all right this is my this is, this is my last question uh, on 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 related to this topic before before we switch into you know so we say domestic concerns <laughs> um this this is sort of a like a little bit of a digression but i got to bring it up what do you make of uh, Ilan Omar's vote of present on the official recognition of the Armenian genocide? Because so her, her, that's a yikes for me. Yeah, no, that is uh, not a good look, as they say. Um, so obviously, uh, Armenians in this country, and there have been Armenians in this country for a long time, have been pushing for official recognition of the Armenian genocide for a long fucking time. I think Obama promised it. He did. I don't know. If, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, did not follow through. That doesn't sound like um, him. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's I know, uncharacteristically, did not follow through. Uh, the Armenian genocide, which is, of course, um, very much not recognized by Turkey. In, in fact, they employed pogo stick dancers 
in a Skyrider in New York once to tell That was one of our very first episodes of Chapo, just, actually. We, yeah. we ended up, I think it was our seventh episode, we interviewed a guy who did video work for some oh, friends yeah, of ours yeah, yeah. who did, like, he was a cameraman who had done video work with um, some friends of mine who did some early, like, video stuff for us. And they just told us, like, there's this guy who does camera work for us who was hired and filmed the Erdogan Genolai dance mob <laughs> on like Roosevelt Island oh or something. God. And yeah, the sky riding and all that shit. And the, the pogo stick dance troupe. <laughs> like he filmed all that. And he was saying that like, they, it was just the job people got hired for like off Craigslist. And they only sort of found out after the fact that this was like a genocide. No, that's, denial. that's no, that's <laughs> yeah. actually, that's not true. Um, one of Osman's dreams in his tent was he envisioned Showtime <laughs> approximately 600 years before it had ever been done. So that's actually like an ancient tradition. So, uh, yeah, there you go. So the, so the flash mob didn't work, and everyone pretty much agrees that the Armenian genocide happened. Ilhan Omar says that she couldn't recognize it or couldn't vote present uh, because the, the genocide sort of recognition was being used as a political cudgel. Which it is being used as a political cudgel, but no one cares. Like it actually happened. They should just recognize it. Well, she also um, had, she had an odd statement about how like these things should be decided by like academic standards rather than political concerns. And it's it like, well, if that's the case, like there is no debate about this yeah. whatsoever. Like it's unanimously recognized. Like when I was in Syria, the the at the tr- sort of training school that they had, the ideological and and military training school they sent us to, like. One of the first lessons was they taught us about the Kurds' role in the Armenian genocide and how they're sorry for it, etc. And so, like, yeah, people who did it are like, yeah, it happened. Um, and so, yeah, she uh, needs to give me a call and we can work this out mano y mano. Um, I, I, think- I, I, yeah, it is, it is, it is was a bad move by her. I think she was trying to make some sort of point because she also voted against the sanctions. And, yeah. and it's part of like a broader argument about, you know, like removing coercion is like the central centerpiece of diplomacy, which I think is an, a, a worthy goal. But, yeah, it's Me one of those too. things where in an individual vote like this, you end up it ends up being too clever by half because you're only one person and then you're you're scrutinized for this vote yeah. and people are mad at it. And the people who are, should be on your side are mad at you. And they're not necessarily going to accept that because, you know, you're, you're trying to make sort of a relatively abstruse point with your votes on something that is a very emotionally powerful issue for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, and if she, no, go ahead. Oh, if she had just said like, oh, I don't want like this to be used as a political cudgel. OK, I like I get that. But her whole thing about how like the Native American Holocaust and the slave trade, like we should recognize that it just it didn't really make sense. Well, it's like, um, good, we should recognize that. But like, I, yeah, guess, I, guess, I, guess, I guess the point is, like, forward. if you have a bill in front of you that's like, vote yes on just recognizing, like, an act of historical genocide, just vote yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, again. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's not like it just came out of the blue. Like, Armenians have been pushing for this for a long fucking time. So, yeah, just, uh, just consider this, like, some, some light constructive criticism of the Congresswoman. You know, just, exactly. just, just got to be fair here. You know, you're not, still admire her greatly, but that one. We can make it up over dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one raised my eye, eyebrow. Okay. All right. Let, 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 let's shift the discussion now. Like I said, to, to matters of on the home front here. Obviously, we got to talk Epstein because, you know, things, 
it, it, it's fascinating because like as soon as he died, like that story just fucking disappeared. Yeah, almost like that was the idea. <laughs> it's odd how that happened. It's like, hey, yeah, this guy, crazy. this this could be like a, a year long uh, criminal case with a, a bunch of discovery. What if he just died? I mean, obviously, among you know gentlemen such as ourselves, you know, obviously there's still so much going on here. But as far as like the official press recognition or following this story, just they're like, oh. Well, the NFL drafts, uh, the NFL season's yep. coming soon. Like, you know, I, why are you bringing up old shit? <laughs> yeah, but th- this has changed uh, just this week, and I'm wondering uh, if you could just what is your take on the appearance of this guy, Michael Baden, who is a you know forensic pathologist <sighs> who is a sort of uh, a sort of gadfly in the you know. Uh, Autopsy yeah. community, <laughs> in the, in the body cutting up. Yeah. so he is—he's he, like—he's like the John Gotti of autopsy. Uh, of uh, oh yeah, yeah he's like yeah because it's like he's the one that everyone can name, but uh, yeah. yeah, actual coroners. Like, yeah, that, that guy's just a flashy. He's a fla- he's yeah, so he's good. a flashy. Uh, yeah, he's a me first flashy. He's not a, hip, a, a hip hop style. He's a hip hop yeah. style corner, not a lunch pail nine to five corner. Yeah, but he had that show. Style Didn't he have guy. that show on HBO, uh, Secrets of the Dead, or something? Yeah, or like yeah. it was like a he bunch did. of yeah. I think it was called Autopsy. Every yeah. every every guy I knew who had exactly like if they if I was doing stats with them, they had exact medium intelligence. <laughs> they were like, "That's the most interesting show on TV." <laughs> so you got this guy Michael Baden, who I said is you know sort of a bit of a like a press hound for yeah. this kind of shit, and he is the just, Doctor Joyce Brothers of Autopsy, and he is now uh, uh, giving interviews. He, or he has been hired by Epstein's brother or his estate to do like a private examination of this. And he is now giving interviews to uh, Fox News and other outlets saying, based on his study of the evidence here, he would say that this conclusive, this points to homicide rather than suicide. I mean, no shit. This is what everyone is. We, I, we've been screaming for <laughs> months now. Yeah. But, but like, the, what do you make? So, Brace, what do you make of him introducing this? again, into the public consciousness. So it kind of throws a wrench in things because obviously, yeah, Epstein was murdered, right? Yes. But Michael Baden also is a fucking scumbag who is hired by Epstein's team. So, like, it, it makes you wonder, like, oh, was he was he not murdered? <laughs> like, like, oh, is this okay? But I think he was murdered, and I think that, like, it's it's one of those things where, where Baden is correct but he's doing it not to get to the truth of the matter, but he's doing it to sort of obfuscate uh, things in the courtroom. Uh, because obviously, you know, there are these big um, lawsuits against Epstein's estate and the money kind of can't move to his brother, Mark Epstein, like it's supposed to without uh, these being dealt with first. So I think this could just add a wrench in those proceedings. But Michael Baden is based in his opinion on the fact that a bone was broken in um, – in Epstein's neck, the hyoid bone, which is not like that's not a bone that breaks when you do what Epstein did. You know, which, uh, by the uh, way, for whatever they said, like it's it it does happen sometimes in suicides, yeah. especially in older men. Like it's not completely like you yeah. know jet fuel steel beams. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> parody, not true. Um, uh, didn't I think? Uh, the but most however, case- like it is something that is almost always consistent with a homicide. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah it's I like believe- a circle circle graph. Like not all, not every time that bone is broken doesn't mean it was a murder, but every time there there's a murder that bone is broken, right? Yeah, like, pretty much. And if both cameras outside of the cell are yeah, you add that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, all yeah, of the guards are asleep yeah, simultaneously. That's, that's the thing that I think that like 
uh, this could, we could clear all of this up very quickly if we were just allowed to watch the hours before Epstein's death and to see if anybody came in there and said anything to him or did something to him. We can't uh, do that, That though. is the camera's, not going to happen. The camera's broke. What do you want? Unlucky. It happens. I, Unlucky. Bad RNG. It's a bad RNG, dude. It's a battle royale. Bad, yeah, yeah, true. If the, the ping at uh, the Manhattan Correctional Center was out of this yeah, world. Yeah. Fucking wireless Logitech products. Always fucking shitting on me, dude. <laughs> done with it. Hey, it's, it's like it's everyone was a, they weren't supposed to be there in the first place. And then the cameras were broken. And then he hanged himself in what is like in a in a in a ward of a jail that hasn't seen a suicide for 30 years. And the last guy who killed himself was in the mob. So it's a little suspicious. And it's it's Michael Baden, of course, himself is um I think he was famously fired as uh, it was like something like the um, it was like some high up position in New York State, like a medical position, because he was giving people advice on how to get away with murder. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing we didn't want him to do. Yeah, uh, and of course he uh, he uh, doing a autopsy on JFK for the House Select Committee on Assassinations. Which, another one of those things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> Again, you have uh, very odd, but like, like as an addendum to this, like you have a questionable person, you know, clearly yeah. for what is easily discernible as odd to, you know, suspect reasons is yes. reintroducing what is a, like a, fa- a factual and what honestly everyone should be talking about, the fact that he was clearly murdered in federal in, in custody. Yeah. Um, but like this has also inspired a new round of media takes. I'm, spe- I'm thinking specifically of a piece I saw in Jezebel that essentially yes. imp- implied that like there, the, the headline was like, oh, no, time for another nightmarish debate about whether Epstein killed himself or was murdered. And they see like yes. the, the new line seems to be that like, let's just stop talking about this. This debate is sort of ghoulish and cruel and most importantly, doesn't center the victims. Like his victims yeah. are being denied sort of uh, agency or rep or so like something like that, that having this debate is somehow uh, cruel or, or gauche when like his actual victims are seeking some kind of justice through, like you said, these lawsuits um, against his estate, which seems doubly odd to me because if you take that line seriously like if he was murdered that's a very important question because the people who fucking killed him are almost certainly the people who are have victimized abused and probably killed other people related to this case Mm -hmm. as well so isn't that important to kind of figure out like what's going on here if you if you're you're concerned about bringing justice to these people everybody who has said like oh don't pay attention to how he was killed pay attention to what he did when he was alive is uh they're 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 in my black book if you know what I mean. Uh, they, they it's 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 obvious that all of this is so connected. Like how he was killed, who killed him, has a very big impact on getting justice for the victims because it will allow us to finally lock up William Jefferson Clinton. It's 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 like it's he was if he was killed if Jeffrey Epstein was fucking strangled to death in the Manhattan. Hatton Correctional Center, I believe that is pretty fucking prescient to what happens to his victims, right? Yeah, yeah. like, to think that he was killed and it had nothing to do with, like, other people who were involved. Like, do they think that, like, 
Yeah, someone the someone bribed the guards and got into the correctional facility. They did all this shit to kill him, but because he was bad. Like, is that what <laughs> yeah. they think? Yeah. You would literally have to think that to be like, this has nothing to do with the victims. Yeah, no, it's it's this is like Assassin's Creed or something. Like well, he, he was given this mission <laughs> by, by a guy on the street, and he came in and just walked by Epstein and stuck him or something. It's totally ridiculous. It was Carl. I mean, it was the, Carl the, Marx. He was like to protect free elections. Yeah. You have to kill this bad man, Jeffrey Epstein. This, yeah, it's it's. There should literally be no other news story except for Jeffrey Epstein. It, like, uh, like this is like when we we had you on, like you know, again, well, back when he was still alive to talk about this. Yeah, we were, like we compared it to the Mueller report. And now we have this yeah. Ukraine impeachment shit, which is like, in my opinion, way more substantive than anything that the Mueller report produced. But at the same time, I still don't give a yeah, shit boring. because this is the only exactly. thing I fucking care about. Like, how can you just have this you, out there in your consciousness and be obsessing over all this other shit? It's, yeah, I mean, oh, no, Felix, speak. Yeah, it's like the people, the people who are like, I like my favorite posts after Epstein were like the pod save network people, the crooked media people who are like, <laughs> Just like, well, you know, what are you going to do? Anyway, we have our 70th emergency podcast this month about how Glenn Simpson actually heroically pointed out to the whistleblower that his email was being read by by Mark Duragets and <laughs> and uh, and Teddy Ziggurat was seen with 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 Clayton Drimshaw. And it's like, yeah, this I- is the thing you're obsessive about. This fucking thing, like this bullshit. We literally have fucking fucking Prince Andrew is like can can be arrested for raping a child, and we're fucking talking about Ukraine. Like, give me a. We can finally take out the, Cromwell's dream. Finally <laughs> destroy the British royal family. But it's it's like somehow this is just like it's it's a conspiracy theory. Because it's complicated and because it's not on fucking Mad Al. Like somehow yes. the Mueller report shit isn't a conspiracy. These, these, these FISA warrants or whatever are a conspiracy theory. But the fact that someone was killed in like a, I, well, actually it turns out to be a pretty low security uh, <laughs> jail, uh, is, is, is just totally like out of bounds. And it's, it's, there is, you know, there's going to be a whole wash of articles now. In fact, I've seen a few already. Like, well, Michael Baden can't be trusted. Yeah, Michael Baden can't be trusted, but he's right. Right. Like, it, it's it's murder. I mean, I can't trust journalists either. They fucking helped do the Iraq War. But like, it's totally insane. And right. I, the thing is, some of our faves will be implicated. <laughs> right. And like, like there, there's no. Yeah. Like, okay, if Michael Baden can't be trusted, like, okay, so the Manhattan Correctional Facility people can. Like no one in this can be trusted, but like, yeah, we, it's, it's like the, the thing I've seen these, like the mass media go after the past two days is if the Trump guy was too mean to the Colonel who was on TV, <laughs> like, are you yeah. fucking kidding me? This, but just as, as, as to the issue of the MCC and this suicide, I'd like to suggest not so much a, a like a counterfactual, but just like, maybe I mentioned this before, but like a parallel storyline that I think makes a very compelling contrast to the idea that um, he committed suicide in like the most secure protection you can be in as the highest profile prisoner in American custody. Prior to all of this, like maybe even just like a month before El Chapo Guzman was held in Brooklyn in a similar facility in Brooklyn and taken to a a courthouse in Brooklyn where he was convicted and is now sent to like supermax prison. Mm -hmm. And they carried out that trial 
where like every single time he walked into daylight, he was wearing like a bulletproof suit and probably yeah. covered by like 20 snipers because he was up until I've seen the most high profile person. Uh, and like the, I, okay. So Chapo is a guy, not only he's escaped from jail twice, right? Yeah. He's like, motorcycle. Has, yeah, like his, like he's responsible for the deaths of like countless prosecutors, police and law enforcement people in Mexico. So there's like always the, 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 the like that obviously we're very careful about like the idea that he could be broken out or there could be some sort of attack on the trial itself. But further than that, if you're a guy facing life in Supermax prison, you pretty much have like every reason to pretty much kill yourself, right? Oh, absolutely. And if he had killed himself in custody, that would have been such a defeat for like the entire weight of like the U.S. prosecutorial apparatus that it would be like unthinkable like that they could allow that to happen before they could hang him. Exactly. Like the like if they want you to breathe every second of your life in a fucking box because that's like your punishment and that's the power that they have as the state. You're telling me yeah. that like they, they can't absolutely make sure that you live to experience every second of your punishment. This was happening basically parallel to the Epstein thing. And then this, and he's just like, Oh, he just killed himself in jail. Oops. <laughs> oh, well, it just, I, I, I was talking about this with, I was talking about this with Catherine last night. The, like the El Chapo connection and just this contrast here being so vivid. And I just like to say, just for the listeners, you can do this too if you have an acute ep-pilled ep uh, GF. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, the thing is about, about Epstein's suicide too is I have been in jail. And I actually have like had a, my, a, a close friend of mine was in solitary in jail where, where things are a little bit different. You know, you have thin, even thinner sheets, et cetera. It's killing yourself with one of these fucking sheets is so hard. Like you, these things are basically paper. You can rip them. And like the, the fact that they're saying Epstein hung his like he, he, he like hung himself from the top bunk and like leaned forward and snapped with his force, neck. with force. He leaned with forward force. with force. Yeah, it's 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 just totally so out of the bounds of reality that like that should be the fucking conspiracy theory. The fact that they're saying that somebody can kill themselves with a sheet that's like thinner. It's like a millimeter fucking thick. I mean, that's not like you get 50 of these sheets. He was having a blast in jail, dude. His lawyers were bringing him hot. He was, think about this. Epstein had more sex in the Manhattan Correctional Center than statistically most listeners of Chapo Trapos have had in their entire lives. His His lawyers would bring him girls to have sex with. And he was in high spirits. The last time he saw his lawyers, he said, I'll see you Sunday. And we're supposed to believe that he just went back to his cell, got so despondent because he could only read trashy airport bookstore literature there instead of the, uh, you know, good and all these other things. I'm sure he was used to, to reading in his mansion. And he fucking killed himself by leaning forward. He was also he was also uh, in the weeks in like the week leading up to his death, paying off women. To, yeah. to not testify against him. He was dispersing like, payments to keep them quiet. Why would you do why that? Why do that? Why would you why bother with that? do that? And well, like uh, everyone well, who people, says... People give away their belongings before they commit suicide. But yeah. uh, the one that gets me is just a lot of people say, like, yeah, this guy is like this alpha sex maniac. He can't bear the thought of being, you know, in jail. It's like, maybe after he's convicted, I might buy that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like if he gets like all, his, he, all, his, all the tricks up his sleeve don't work, he, he can't swing a deal and he gets a real like life sentence i could see him killing himself then but they hadn't even fucking tried him yet 
and and all his, all his selected the jury and all his previous interactions with you know the criminal justice system yeah. has, would have proven to him by now. Well for him. <laughs> yeah, like Look, here's the thing: this is a man, as we found out about the Zorro rant stuff, who wanted his penis and head frozen. Yes. So presumably they could be attached to some sort of fuck horrible bot. robot yeah. later in, when when technology a post-apocalyptic fuckbot. Yes. That, that, that is exactly. And he spent all this money, all this time, all this research. Like he was. It, it appears that he was basically dedicating like a good chunk of his life to to this sort of life extension, this transhumanist stuff, and then he just kills himself in jail and lets his body sit there for hours while while, while his penis, I'm sure, braids his egg shaped penis, by the way. Which and then of course someone catches just a glimpse of him on camera being brought into the uh, into the the. Um, medical examiners and no nothing else i gotta say the thing about him wanting to save his penis really proves that he's a complete psychopath because absolutely you have a trash dick like that like an awful Mm -hmm. egg dick and you're imagining some future where you're in a robot body and you get to fuck forever wouldn't you want like the highest end robot penis to replace your shitty trapezoid dick instead he's like no man i'm sticking with this thing this got me this far that's my that's like the most darkly funny thing about Epstein is how fucking stupid he was. He was a moron. Yeah. Like he was obviously totally. involved in this like international intelligence blackmail scheme, like the types of, that's existed for a while. But like as a guy, he was just a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, yeah. he, like, like I know that a lot of this is like influence peddling, but like the idea of him just being like, yo, I'm going to get all the science guys to come to my house and yes. they're going to tell me how to get pussy. <laughs> yeah. like, he was like, a he fucking dope. Stephen Hawking on a submarine, man. Like, I don't do that. Unless, like, unless, unless like, you think there's like a 20% chance that you can fuck a girl in the year yeah, 2075. Yeah. Yo, 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 I'm going to get Steven Pinker over here and we're just going to vibe and he's going to tell me how to basically be immortal. One of my favorite things that's happened since then is that because of this case now, one of my favorite things to do, whenever you see some totally obnoxious, just evil person on Twitter sharing their idiot opinions like Larry Summers or Steven Pinker or Bill Gates, just reply to them always with one of the dozens of pictures of them (laughs) and Jeffrey Epstein having fun together. And I've noticed that when you start doing that, like to Steven Pinker especially, like a lot of like the IDW people or people who love smart people, Get very angry about that. And what they say is like, oh, pfft, Stephen Hawking went to Epstein Island too. Are you telling me he was abusing women? And I'm like, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> sure, dude. Yeah. Didn't his wife divorce him? He proceeded on his wife with his nurse in his chair. He was able to cheat on his it's wife like, in the chair. Again, to Chapo listeners, you know. These guys are getting more pussy than you. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, even, even Stephen Hawking. Um, yeah, it is. It is so like I, I somebody who is so obsessed with something, so especially so obsessed with life extension to do this is just beyond the realm of possibility. Not when you have cards, and, cards to play. That's the it's, thing. It's, he, he had cards to play still. Right. And people say he, like, has, he had he had he had basically unlimited. Funds, and as we know, if you have money, it is a different justice system, yes, even right. if the fucking media is on you. OJ got. Yeah, right. And like people were like, oh, but it would like, yeah, he got a sweetheart deal last time and it would be different this time because of the media circus. It's like, you want to fucking bet? I mean, like, look how quick the yeah. news cycle moves now. Like if they they would like, I'm guessing what they would have done is just drag this out for like two years, which is entirely possible if you have unlimited funds 
and Absolutely. lo and behold, people fucking forget. They do and it the all the time. Is, if he if he could drag this court case out forever, which I'm sure was is was and and now even after his death, still is the plan. He could still have sex three times a day, which was what the thing that his life, besides, of course, um, being a high value intelligence asset, was devoted to. So, like, there's no, why why kill himself because he doesn't have luxury because he the, can buy the food was terrible. <laughs> Here, yeah. okay, there's there's two more. Uh, I guess we're gonna go along with this, but there's two more threads that I I need to bring up with you. The first of which is where in the world. Is Ghislaine Maxwell? Yeah, because here's the thing: as, oh as these God. as these civil suits go on, there are attorneys representing the victims who uh, basically have subpoenaed Ghislaine because she is a probably second only to him, like the most integral figure to this entire criminal yeah. enterprise. Right? They have said now that like literally they don't know where <laughs> to serve it. Like they they they've they there have was, no there was a claim. The, the apparently Interpol is looking for her. And there was a thing a couple weeks ago claiming that they had uh, triangulated her cell phone to a resort in Brazil, but nothing yep. has come of that. Nothing has come of that. Okay, so like just well, just just, no, just, so ba- the- just back up for a second though. A while ago, we we all know for a fact, like up until about 2015, Ghislaine Maxwell was photographed. If you just search like the Getty archives, oh my her God, name, everyone. She was photographed basically Everybody. at every single high profile, like the, the, uh, any party being held in Silicon Valley, Hollywood, or D.C. of like the heights and Manhattan, of, of course. Of, and Manhattan. And like what, the heights of like every sector of like power and influence in this country. She was at every party being photographed with everyone. Famously at Chelsea Clinton's wedding. There's that photo of her. She had an aisle seat at the wedding such that yep. she, when Chelsea was walking down the aisle to her beautiful, ugly Phil son husband, <laughs> uh, she was sticking her head out. Yeah. And it was just like a, lo- a line of people and then just her head poking out. Then yeah. drops off the radar entirely, is not photographed or seen at any sort of society event for like four years. Then after the death, there's a story about how she's been held up in Manchester by the sea. Yes, the, the film and the town in New Hampshire with this Silicon Valley type. That's the only like thing that we hear. Then days later, we get the photo of her at In-N-Out Burger reading so a book good. called The Life and Death of CIA Agents. And which was which was exposed as a total fabrication it was a fake within about 24 hours of it happening and then never heard another word about it. Yep. Not a word. Yeah. She's supposed to be in Brazil, it's, but it's, nobody nobody has served her. Nobody's seen her there. And if she's at a resort, I guarantee, sorry, some fucking busboy or some waiter or somebody would have taken a picture of her. This horse, she, she does not have the, she's rich, but she does not have the resources to disappear like that unless somebody well, is helping you know her do it. Or she's dead, which is my, well, my bet, honestly. It's, it's kind of funny. Her sister actually, or two, her sisters who are twins, um, actually came up with this software called Kiliad which the FBI uses, which is a way to sort of, um, let's say, coordinate uh, like suspects' profiles across systems. So um, presumably she has a couple of inside men on that. Uh, and, of course, there's the story about the day after uh, yeah. the, the video, the, the photo was released, uh, the customs network yep. at All-American yep. yep. Airport yep. went down. Yep. All went yep. <laughs> Unlucky. Unlucky. Just, Dude, just there's so much bad out. luck around this case. <laughs> And that means everybody had to do it by hand, which meant nobody could like authenticate the documents using any of the any of the uh, the computer programs. Yeah, she is. So there, there are there are. She is. So she is said to be in Brazil along with Jean Luc Brunel, who is this um, 
just like lifelong rapist, uh, allegedly. Monster, well, actually, absolute scumbag. A total monster who is a uh, modeling, quote unquote, modeling agency like director and talent later in his life just became exclusively a talent scout in Brazil. Mm, and there are Jesus there's actually uh, testimony in the uh, uh, that 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 emerged where I think it was Epstein's like house houseman or something like his butler was talking about how um well Jean-Luc Brunel was always on the phone getting girls from Brazil. Mm. So he has a network down there and when it emerged that Galen was down there, it emerged that Brunel was down there. So there, my theory on that is either they are trying quickly to have a baby that will become some sort of like pedophile super baby <laughs> that will eventually like emerge and, and, and repopulate the earth with, with all these, these horrible pedophiles, or um, they are both uh, just dead, which, which sounds correct to me. Like, yeah. I don't think we'll ever see them again. I tweeted this, and I really think it's true. She is either in in one of those doomsday bunkers that billionaires are building in New Zealand, or she's part of the foundation of one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, they're 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 using her fucking skull as a goblin uh, <laughs> somewhere, somewhere down there. And it's it's the fact that like she was able to maybe slip out of the country, uh, maybe she had already slipped out of the country without anybody noticing whatsoever. I mean, I would if I, she was all over the news in a, a airport. I assume one person would be like, oh, that's the famous pedophile lady that's like on the front page of every newspaper. Yes. But nobody did. No, but not a single mention. Well, because it's like it's interesting. Like, she, every she, time I go through an airport, I got stopped. I get stopped for a long fucking time. And this lady can go through. Well, I mean, it's like, like I said, the fact that she was photographed at like every single society party. And like the interesting thing is, despite being one of the most visible people in the world, she's like not like her photo ever showed up on like Us Weekly because like to the, no. the punters buying it, they would like, who's this person standing next to Bill Clinton or Elon Musk or whatever, right? Plus, she's but, busted. <laughs> but everybody <laughs> in that world clearly knew who she was and she was always like again wrangled an invitation to chelsea clinton's wedding i mean that think yeah. about the circles you have to be in to get that an aisle seat at that fucking wedding okay so then like yeah, and, and then she just fucking disappears for like four years and then now nobody knows where she is and i'm sorry like is there any news outlet or journalist looking into this question at all i mean i i like i have every single day i think about quitting an anchor and just fucking going down there she's because she's either in brazil or she there's rumors that she was in thailand with brunel as well and just like just just cutting my way through the jungle to find the place where her body is buried <laughs> because she's out there like i know she's out there either her body or her living soul is out there and i must find her and keep her safe <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, she will never appear on a fucking witness stand. She will never like that. There will never, we'll never hear another peep from. Her. If she somehow is alive, she is just going to be in another country forever, totally silent. See, that's the thing for me that really clinches the <laughs> narrative here. N not only do you have all the ridiculous coincidences going around with Epstein's suicide, uh, all of those just stacked up things that make it impossible to know what happened. Oops, you have the fact that this person disappears because I remember. When it came out that, oh, she's hanging out with this billionaire in, uh, in Massachusetts, I remember thinking, oh, fuck, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, the, maybe I got too carried away with this thing. But then there was a photoshopped goddamn photograph, and then she disappeared yep. completely. I'm like, ah, okay, never mind. Not even a particularly yeah. well done. No, that's the thing yeah. that's so baffling about it, because it no, clearly like, it, was it not invented. Like within a day. It, it was it clearly not designed to actually fool anyone for any length of time it no. was some sort of either message or just buying literally a day that's it okay yeah. all right this gets me to my like the, the second and, and and last thing that i need i need i need to bring up here 
Matt, you mentioned about like the fact that it was such a poorly done like stitch up of like the, the movie ad wasn't right for yeah. that time or place. It was like so yeah. clearly fabricated. There were and, and, artifacts all in yeah, it. Yeah, and it like it just like and it makes you wonder like, okay, well, like who's this to obviously it's not to fool anyone. Yeah. But like like you and I are not like the received audience for whatever message is being conveyed there and the fact of the book that she was reading that was clearly visible. <laughs> Another huge, huge tell here. Just well no, you know, actually the book wasn't visible. Oh, was that's it? the thing. No, it was only reported at first, quote unquote, reported by a witness, and then it turns out it was just reported by her lawyer that the book was uh, was was about um, heroes or dead heroes or something of the CIA. I mean, so, just, no, I, well, she she runs she runs she runs a book club. You know, people want to know just yeah, Lane's yeah. reading group. Uh, you know what? Yeah, what she's what the, what she's on about. You know, um, yeah. okay. So keep that in mind. Which brings me to my 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 next digression here, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> you remember at the end of last year when he released that video as Frank Underwood again, like in character. Yes, as his character from House of Cards, where he addresses the Frank. camera like like this bizarre monologue. That when it happened at the end of last year, I was just like, "This has blown out everything that's happened in 2018 before." Like this is the most insane thing that will happen. Like my, it was just my jaw was open, bleary eyed. It was man. It, ma- it was. Ma- I was like, maniacal. this is the. This is a madman. Like this. Why would he do this? Who around him is like, yeah, Kevin, this is a great idea. Get in character as Frank Underwood and like inveigh vaguely about like you know the, the conspiracies against you. And add to that the coffee mug with Queen Elizabeth's coronation, yes. which was clearly visible in that video. Again, you asked yourself back then. This makes absolutely no sense. This is the most insane thing I have ever seen. He is completely cracked. Looking at it oh, now, it was a fucking warning. Looking at it, it now, it begins to take on a much different, more. There is a evil and sinister, but clearly logical, rat like rational reason to do this. If you look about it in through this light, that that, that you and I, that just this really the video released publicly, we're not the audience for this video. No. So no, consider yeah. the fact that he is essentially playing the character that he did on House of Cards. Again, Catherine and I were My talking cards. about this last night, and I guess I had never really considered it. Consider the parallels between Frank Underwood and his wife and Bill and Hillary Clinton. Frank Underwood is a Southern, so, a Southern Democrat who sort of governs from the center right of his party, who is sort of this like, you know, covetous of power and this kind of Machiavellian political figure that there are these like, you know, parallels that are clearly like on the surface pseudo based on Bill Clinton and Hillary. Mm -hmm. Then you add to that the very, very close relationship that Kevin Spacey had with Bill Clinton post-presidency and the Clinton Foundation. And then add on top of that the veiled threat to the royal family, i.e. Prince Andrew and that coffee cup. And what do you begin to think takes shape with regards to Kevin Spacey? And now we know one of his accusers in one of the trials that he was on, dead. The other yep. pleaded the fifth on the stand and tanked the entire trial. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and now he's pretty clear. He's and in that- Serbia. He's hanging out in Serbia right now. He's in has Serbia? Months yeah, yeah. Recently, yeah. Oh, my God. That is fucking, that is fucking spook city, Serbia. Like, oh, yeah. No shit. So... Someone made made him go there. So Kevin Spacey went from being like, oh my God, like this guy, like his crimes have been exposed. Like there is like numerous 
criminal like lost he's just a deluded maniac like 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 he's totally deluded maniac this guy is like you know crashing and burning months later he's off (laughs) scot-free so what brace what do you think like again i'm heavily employing here but what begins to take shape when you think about this now so the let me be frank video caused shockwave I mean, I still watch it about once a month. <laughs> it is the most it's it is the most psychotic thing I've ever seen do. Unless you consider that yes, that mug at the end because it's everything in that in that video is like you don't just pick that mug, right? Like, there's not a lot of things to look at in the video, and the mug is one of the few things that like your eyes are drawn to, especially at the end where he takes this sort of purposeful sip of it. He toured. And a private tour of the Royal Palace in, I think, 2015, and breaking all protocol, which they take seriously there because they don't have much else, uh, <laughs> he sat in the Queen's coronation chair. So it's either – he could be he could be saying a, a number of things, but we also must keep in mind that, of course, he flew in the Lolita Express alongside one William Jefferson Clinton, Jeffrey Edward Epstein, and, uh, for some reason, Chris Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll never not be funny. That'll never not be funny. There's that the so one fucking rush hour guy. Yeah, so I, much, I, you know. I, oh my god, that's just the perfect touch to know that you're you're living in like the DMT death dream of a country. But it, again, shows how dumb like that Epstein was truly stupid because it's like, yeah, he got all the business and political leaders he needed to like to you know complete his tasks, his role in the world. But he was also like. Yo, Rush Hour was some funny-ass shit. <laughs> Yo, so are you, like, still friends with Jackie Chan or what? Um, so it's, it's, I think it's a warning to the royal message or to the royal family or a message to the royal family. And it could mean two things. It could mean that things are about to come, the house of cards hmm. is about to come tumbling down. Or it means you better kill Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> you know, so I can be coronated as the, as ultimate pedophile in the United States. Um, it's, it, it's, there can be only one. It, it's so interesting because all attention basically has dropped from 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 Spacey, and in fact, he's back. There was just a video of him performing some poem at like some fancy uh, you know, society gathering in Greece with all these you know hoity toity types. I think Kevin Spacey is going to reemerge. But everybody else involved in this is kind of it's it's not necessarily going down because these people kind of can't go down, um, or at least no one has. There's a lot of people with an interest of that they don't go down, but um, everybody else has been sort of tainted by this. Like you know, Clinton is, uh, Prince Andrew is, um, but Kevin Spacey, he's he's just sipping the tea, <laughs> literally, because because they came for him. It didn't. It didn't work, and now they're coming for the royal family. They're coming for Epstein, and it is going to work. Well, it's not. Also, not going to work. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> to be to be honest about it. Yeah. So yeah, I, it's definitely a, a symbol because there's no way that he thought he was going to get his fucking show back. Like yeah, it's it's just like he becomes like one of those guys who's like bring Firefly back. Uh, <laughs> I dude, I I was I was out there in Times Square. I was counter-protesting the OA guys. I was, I was dancing to bring back House of Cards with Kevin Spacey totally alone. You know, the only thing that kept me going was that Gandhi quote. You know, first they laugh at you. Then you have uh, Francis the House Cards back. Uh, so do you, like, silver lining maybe, you know, uh, we, we don't, we try not to end on, like, total pessimism. 
Will Kevin Spacey be in a movie filmed in Serbia with Steven Seagal? Oh, God. Fingers crossed. Absolutely. Let's Serbian do it. film, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess, like, uh, his whole life has been a... a yeah. yeah. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. What if they sent Seagal to kill Epstein? <laughs> They're like, all right, you can finally be of some use, use to us. And he, he, he went in there, sat somehow, found a way to sit down. That's why Epstein was hung from the bed. Because it was the only way Seagal could sit down. And he was like, your family hates you. And the dude, Epstein's last words were like, why are you making that voice? And he just fucking died. My, my theory about Jeffrey Epstein's either death or disappearance is, is my like this is my pet theory, is that his good friends... David Blaine and David Copperfield, the magicians, <laughs> were able to one one was in charge of the cameras and the other was either in charge of taking out Epstein or disappearing him. I mean, these guys and by the way, made both, the Statue of Liberty disappear. By the way, both they can make Epstein disappear. Like all, pretty much all magicians, but Copperfield and David Blaine, especially. Yeah. I will say allegedly many allegations of them being complete yo, rape monsters. No wait, oh, what? Yo, no. I can't remember. I think David Blaine has a rape island. Yeah, Copperfield has a rape island. Oh yeah, yeah. Copperfield has a rape island. Yeah. You know who's like? There's I've never seen a bad word said about him. The mind freak. <laughs> That's oh, no, true. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no, uh, no, no accusations against Chris Angel or Doug Henning. Actually, he was a yeah. good guy. Yeah, I, yeah. I, Gentle I, Canadian soul. The only good one, the amazing Jonathan, was going to blow the whistle on all these guys. <laughs> <laughs> And they gave him the heart attack. But yeah, man. we gotta put. I mean, I, I hate to. I hate sort of put a damper. I know witches are 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 often persecuted around Halloween. With people doing green, green face, etc. But we do. We really gotta put a stop in the magic business until we can either figure out a counter for magic, which is possibly um, some sort of armor made out of steam, etc., or we can just throw all the witches in, in some sort of uh, prison, put them in idlib. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, okay, this is just like one final thing, like to, to wrap this up. Um, I, I know you must have seen recently uh, Hillary and Chelsea Clinton being on sort of a, a media tour to promote their latest children's book, which is about brave women. Yes. <laughs> about, yes. I know one really brave woman. No one can find her right now. <laughs> and like you know, they they made the rounds of like you know the morning shows or whatever. And then again, of course, because the primary was going on, a lot of people were you know being like, "Oh, like Hillary Clinton's going to booking all these media appearances. Is she going to jump in?" Blah blah blah. Which you know, who cares? I am, of course, fingers crossed, extremely rooting for her to do just Absolutely. that. Absolutely. But yeah, my, my, my broader question is, you've got uh, a bill just did a video about suicide awareness. Very, yes. very funny. But that was so good for my engagement. <laughs> uh, oh, people lo- also people love doing suicide. Everyone's aware of suicide. Like, everyone I know wants to do it. <laughs> Certainly, if, if I was about to kill myself, I log Twitter to look at all the people who make me want to kill myself. And I see fucking Bill Clinton. I'm immediately taking fence. He just, Bill Clinton just shows up on a Facebook video and he's like, I wish you would step out from that ledge, my friend. Like, I would understand. No, that is, that is, it's the best bullshit celebrity cause, just awareness of mental health. It's the best one. And like, I was going to say, Bill Clinton, you know, he is scaled back. Oh, yeah. And it's largely also due to the fact that he looks like a corpse now. The adrenochrome connect got. That's the plug. Yeah, no, they the ran plug. off on the plug. They Same thing with plug. Biden. That's why his brain is melting. <laughs> no, I have, a, I, have a, I, plug. I have a theory about Biden. I think so. Biden, like you would think, he would be implicated in this. Like he fits the profile of all every powerful Democratic politician who would be. But he's not. 
And I think yeah. I think I know why. Why? Biden thought Epstein was gay. <laughs> By like <laughs> Epstein went up to Biden and was like, you know, he's like gave his idiot spiel. He's like, can I interest you? You know, some things, some rules are meant to be broken. And he's like, who's the who's the queer Jewish fellow with all the daughters? <laughs> he's like, I really was. Res- he's like, I really respect you, man. Yeah. He's like, like, that's really cool that you're doing that. You're open about it. Yeah, man, it's not my bag. But good, good, good. But God bless you, man. I'm so glad guys like you. They didn't even let you used to get on airplanes. Now you got your own, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, just I, sorry to, to tie it all together. Like Bill has scaled back his his public profile, but Hillary yeah. and fucking Chelsea, like Hillary Clinton especially, still out there. Fucking like no fucking difference. Just mm-hmm. it, it, no Chelsea way. was the best of all of them. Chelsea had the closest relationship with just Lane Maxwell. Yeah. Yes. So. Yes. Again, like, here's the question that I slam my fucking head into a wall every time it comes up. Why is anyone with the, whose name is Clinton or even tangentially associated with their political machine or their foundation allowed to go on TV and the first question they're asked is not about Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> because almost, it's like all the people that run these news channels are also like depraved rapists. It's kind yeah, of so true. like if they ask him about Jeffrey Epstein, someone will be able to ask them about well either their own connection to Jeffrey Epstein or like the the I'm sure countless rapes they've committed uh, with with female journalists. I mean, if the past couple of years have been any indication, all the people like CNN, NBC, Matt Lauer, are, you know, Redstone, total fucking sickos. Yeah, it's it's some so mutually. Like, once you get discussion. a certain amount of money, if you are inclined to be a sicko, like naturally, there's like. A, it's like it's God does like a chance roll or something, and if you get like a six or above, you just become a, a an absolute like v- like vile piece of shit. And even if you don't naturally incline towards being a sicko, one yeah. wealth disconnects yep. you from humanity and makes you yeah. less empathetic, more of a sociopath. Mm-hmm. And two, they're gonna make you do it so they know you're cool. Like exactly, <laughs> there's there's a lot of people that talk about like oh, blah blah blah. Like it is. I mean, a cabal is just a collection of who do weird shit. And, like, it's obviously rich people. Like, poor people bond by, like, cutting coupons or, like, uh, you know, following, uh, you know, sort of bogus health pages on Facebook. And rich people bond by just the merciless, like, depraved exploitation of young boys. Mm-hmm. Or young boys sometimes. Whatever, yeah, whatever they like. I think people, like, no, all my coworkers talk about Epstein all the time. Like the people remember Epstein, but like the media has just immediately moved on, and um, it's it's I, for some reason people have this still like vestigial trust in like the New York Times or CNN or something, just because either the president hates it or because they don't like really know where else to turn to. But like those people are all implicated in one way or another, whether it's the sexual angle or whether it's the intelligence, they're all on the same side, and it's not your side. Got to get rid of these rich people, man. Well, I mean, yeah, like when we talked about this with you, you and Liz, I mean, I think like the, the, the real like, you know, a, what is the resolution to any of this? Like, you know, how can it be fixed or changed? Like the answer is like there is no resolution or there won't be any like justice or tidy or anything satisfying publicly that will come of this. But if you want to fix it, just take away these people's money. Yeah. Like just take away yeah. the, the wealth of everyone and there would be like less, there wouldn't be as they much of this shit. This they shit. couldn't no. do you it. You can't buy an island you without the money. Island if you don't have the island. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have the money. So like when, you know, Bernie says like there shouldn't be billionaires, like that's the obvious like next thing. If you like, make it a fucking campaign issue, there shouldn't be billionaires. There shouldn't be rape islands. Yeah. Like you can't have both. Yeah, like, exactly. And one does. You can't have one the without other. the other. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. 
Like it's 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 hundred percent agreed. Like it's and also I I think Bernie is one of the few people not connected to the cabal. It's true. I really do believe that, even if that makes me a sucker. I just I know yeah. why he doesn't, but God, I really wish he would come out and say when I'm president, oh I am announcing a independent council to investigate the Epstein murder. Case. When I met him, I was like there was like a moment I had where I could have been like, Bernie, tell me about Jeffrey. And I just, I fucking blew it. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, your labor plan's really good. Like, Thank you. I, like, I should have been like, can you investigate Hillary Clinton for eating a child? <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, but I'll get to it someday. I'll talk. To One you. of these days. Well, uh, I, th- I think that does it uh, for this episode. I got to plug something. So this is only for people in the Bay Area, I guess. But need help with Election Day for Dean Preston, who's running for supervisor uh, in my, uh, what do you call it, my district in San Francisco. So anybody in the Bay Area, take off November 5th. For- go to VoteDean.com and click Get Involved and sign up for Election Day. Hopefully that'll work and some, some person will come and shoot me. Uh, you'll be really cool if you go. Um, another thing too, is, uh, the Kurdish red crescent, Havia Sor, um, needs donations because, uh, they're fixing up a lot of dead people. Yeah. Just go to H E Y V A if H E Y V A S O R.com. And uh, find the donation link and donate to them because we'll they're, they're the people who are stitching people up and see. Yeah, we'll, we will put that in the episode description. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, True Anon, my podcast about um, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. No. Like, don't, don't, don't you guys have a live show? Or are you sold out? Oh yeah. We're well. The fucking live show is is five dollars door. There's no pre-sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're not doing a live podcast. We're doing a multimedia terror experience. Ooh. Uh, like a hell house. We're, yeah. We're we're doing a live investigation of Jeffrey Epstein. That uh, uh, you'd be a fool not to attend if you're in the Bay Area. We're, build, we're building the fucking temple. Like, <laughs> on stage. Uh, it is November 5th at uh, excuse me, the November 21st at the Makeout Room in San Francisco. Look for more further information in the show description. Uh, that does it uh, for this episode. Always a pleasure to enter the mind palace of one Brace Belden. Thank you, brothers. <laughs> brother brace brother brace yeah. brother brace brother william thank you so much <laughs> brother brace and all our brother and sister listeners uh goodbye for now Bye-bye. i admit it i'm afraid they gonna kill me for this probably put me in my grave for the lyrics i spit been exposing the truth and all the secrets they covering if i die it was big pharma or government been putting too much truth in my songs They gon' stage a suicide and say I chose to move on Probably cutting my brakes so when I tour too long I'll die in the crash, say I was driving and drunk Look, the Illuminati real They tryna make you dumb, tryna numb you out with pills Tryna make you broke, tryna tell you it's a deal Processing your food so now none of it is real You eating super good but you still be getting ill You working super hard but you still can't pay the bills Silencing the visionaries, revising the dictionaries Now you just can't find the right words to say and express how you feel Target on my back I think they're coming for my head I know I recognize that man I bet they wanna see me dead They're gonna kill me If I leave my room They're gonna kill me If I go too soon You should know Said the
they would I kill admit me. it, I'm afraid they gon' murder me. Wouldn't be a problem if nobody ever heard of me. But I'm famous, so they'll probably try erasing me with urgency. Infect me with a sickness and deny me any surgery. Stop me from exposing all the medicine and currency and terrorism. Always been controlling us so perfectly. I'm telling you with certainty. They say it's for security. They monitor our lives like we live in Nazi Germany. They want to microchip all the people you don't believe in. Your fingerprint unlocking your phone. Oh, how convenient. They trick you to believe in all the angels and demons and say you'll go to hell if you ever go disappoint Jesus. I got a backbone and a platform and a tap phone. Never asked for it to be that known. Take my passport to my dad's Use the back door to escape this place It's the Truman Show Target on my back I think they're coming for my head I know I wreck 